welcome to Bros Watch PLL2. I'm Benjamin Light. Wow, uh, I'm Marco Sparks. And today is S5E1 of Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> Do you think I can do a whole podcast like that? Uh, Toby Pod? The Toby Podcast? The Toby Pod? Uh, I don't want to hear that. No. I think the key to it is how sparse it is. Minimalism. I liked this episode. Just do, just, instead of doing the Toby impression, just do the hand acting while we do the podcast. Well, if I do that too much, I'm going to bump my mic stand. <laughs> That'd be fitting. Mm-hmm. Why would somebody do something like that? Uh, so, yeah. Escape from New York. Finally, season five. Escape with a capital A in the middle. Let you know. Mm-hmm. A's involved. Written by Ari Marlene King, uh, directed by Norman Buckley, who kicks off this season nicely. With a bang. And this is an interesting episode because if I recall, I, I know I read on his blog that he talked about kind of liking to keep the liars in Rosewood rather than take them out. But this whole episode's in New York for the most part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're getting a, a different side of the liars out, out on those mean streets. Yeah, the wild streets at night of, of NYC. Man, this episode is so good. Uh, so, so we just started off. Mm-hmm. So we start off with Ezra on a stretcher being taken to an ambulance. He's got an oxygen mask. Always on. a heartwarming sign. Yeah, he's all glassy eyed. We hear the paramedics say his uh, pulse is getting weaker. Uh, nearby, the liars are witnessing this. Arya wants to run. Arya is like going berserk. Yeah, they're and all the holding her back. They're holding her back. We see elsewhere, No Khan is being interviewed by the police. He's putting on an excellent like. Like, phony, like, freaked out, sad victim face. I heard a gunshot, and I ran up to the roof. But but when I got there, he was lying on the ground. Does he have... Like, I feel like he should have, like, a giant blanket on as he's doing this, you know? Oh, yeah, like, the, the ones that give to... Like, the shock victim blanket, yeah. The, uh, the pre-Little Liars annotations uh, stuff for this episode's hilarious. Where Noel's just like, no, officer, I didn't realize how handsome I was. <laughs> yes, I do think it's a crime that I'm not on this show more. <laughs> so the liars like they keep holding Arya back she wants to turn to the hulk um and like just bust out and run over there hannah tells her that she can't help him right now oh, this is spencer oh uh, yeah sorry yeah so they can't help him right now spencer tells her that if the cops think that she knows anything about this then she's going to spend the entire night answering questions at the police station yeah you're never going to get to the hospital uh so we see the paramedics like load up and saddle up to drive away and emily's like spencer's right We'll find out where they're taking him, and we'll get you there. And Noel looks over at the liars, like, a little concerned. Well, it's great the way they have him look over there. Like, he's a little bit concerned, but it's also, like, with Noel's intrinsic fishiness. Mm-hmm. The fact that he has secrets, too. So it's almost like it's setting up potential red herring, I think, in the viewer's mind. Yeah, there's there's a moment where you're, like, wondering, like, who who's it going to be? Who's the one who's going to show up? Right, because, well, he... We don't know where he was when mm-hmm. A chipped through that window at the Mockingbird Sings. Anyways, then we see Allison chilling up on a, on a well, nearby fire escape. The, am- the ambulance drives off, and the camera like pans up to Allison on a fire escape. Well, she's standing up there like she's Daredevil or <laughs> something, uh, like above all this, watching over it. She watched Allison's the ambulance just leave. like, this city needs me. Yeah. And then we see that motherfucking A is riding <laughs> on top of the ambulance. This, this... <laughs> This is amazing. I know. I, it was so completely unexpected when I was watching this episode. It's like, holy shit, A's on top of the ambulance. Yeah. Like a super villain. Yeah, I mean, like, honestly, you guys, sometimes A is just my favorite character, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, Allison's just kind of like, oh shit. She looks back at the liars, like wishing she could yell to them or warn them or what have you. Yeah, Sasha Petersa, which is yes. how you pronounce her name. Yes. Uh, she's doing a whole lot of just, just like sad, like longing and like worry and mm-hmm. like fear. She's doing a lot of that in this episode. Well, so, you know, I, I don't know if anyone caught this because we did the podcast about the show, but we love this show. But mm-hmm. I have to say, as good as, as, whole seasons have been previously like i feel like season five they just step up their game like 18 steps well season five i, I don't know exactly when they found out that they were renewed for two more seasons uh-huh. but i'm sure that the like talks are going on during this this whole season the half season we've seen so far as we're recording this it really feels like the writers are like hey we're gonna do what we want now you yeah. know like we're, we're like totally gonna get like experimental and interesting and like go off in these weird directions and we have a, you know, guaranteed three more seasons coming and we can just do what we want. Well, and so much of just this half season, because like I said, we're we're recording this like in between, you know, 512 and the Christmas episode 513. Uh, so much was just unprecedented. Like it took what you knew about the show and, and changed it, twisted it, especially the first half of 5A. There mm-hmm. were so many moments that I just I don't think you're expecting. It's just kind of. I don't know, excellent and mind-blowing. Um, they really have laid more than a great foundation to then like, kind of fuck with, basically. So after the credits, we're at the hospital. We see Ezra being rushed in by the EMTs on a stretcher. He looks pretty out of it. We hear that he's a priority one, a male in his mid-20s, GSW. As to the, the doctors, abdomen. Yeah, to the abdomen. As the doctors are wheeling him through the ER and checking him out, we see that A is there. I like the, the POV shot from Ezra's perspective of the paramedics looking down on him. Yeah. Uh, last uh, pulse is 142, systolic 80. Yeah, it's necessary though, right? You have to have that kind of POV. Mm-hmm. He might die, you guys. He yeah, might we die. see A is just like walking in behind the stretcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we you can kind of see A stuffing the mask in their pocket. Yeah, but they're still wearing like the hoodie and the gloves. And it's just like this super like looming dark figure in this I like mean, brightly lit white hospital. If this person dressed in all black, wearing a mask under their hoodie, was just chilling in a New York hospital, how different is that from just an average night in New York? Good point. Um, uh, the doctor says he's herniating. Get him to the OR after like checking his eyes, which I don't know if you could tell that from checking eyes, but sure. It's like that's like Ren science right there. <laughs> um, he's but herniating. Yeah, so, Get him to the OR. Ezra's being yeah. Where Ren's is gonna, Ren? I miss Ren. Ren's going to cure Ezra through massage. Um, mm-hmm. Ezra's being rushed off into surgery. Uh, Hashtag Ezra. <laughs> Yeah, Ezra, like, he's in trouble. A's there. I mean, why is A there? I believe if we remember from the last episode, Ezra did scream out, I know who you are! Well, and so. A's just, like, lurking. But yeah, so Ezra Ezra needs to die so that A can live. You know, guys, Ezra could die. I mean, maybe you've seen this episode already, but Ezra could die. And that'd be mm-hmm. pretty endgame. Mm-hmm. Uh, so on the streets of NYC, the liars come out of a store. They've bought some burner phones. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Yeah, we see him unpacking some burner phones. Spencer hands a burner to Hannah, and she says, you know what to say, right? Don't stay on the line a second longer than you have to. See, I love where this is going. I love right. it. And Yeah, because this whole first part of this episode is this very kind of like labyrinthine scheme yeah. to do what, what we'll see they do. Well, it's like we're basically watching like a Cold War spy drama, like set in a <laughs> teenage romance film noir murder show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so Hannah kind of walks off. Emily comes out of the this like I don't know bodega or wherever they're at with a uh, like a little aerosol can, which mm-hmm. I think we can just go ahead and say is pepper spray. Yeah, 
it's not really that much of a surprise. So she hands it to Hannah, or I'm sorry, to Allie, and she says it's the strongest one they had. Are you sure you want to do this? And Allie's like, Ezra saved my life. He probably saved yours too. And then we just get hashtag sad Arya face. We're going to get a lot of that this episode. Oh, yeah. Do we want to talk about Arya's outfit? Oh, I have it written down later on my notes. Okay. We'll There's a point it. where you can really like see it. It's full glory. That's what I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Allison's like, yeah, Hannah's right. There's no way my mom made that jump. Also, she's dead. <laughs> um, Arya like, takes a special note of that bitch Allison mentioning Ezra's name. So Hannah starts dialing, and Allison's like, she's not A, but you know, Ezra knows who is. And Arya says, M, the plan was to get Allie out of town tonight, but now that we know that A is after Ezra. And Emily, like her face, you can tell she clearly does not want to be derailed by this mm-hmm. Ezra bullshit. She's like, I get that A wants to shut Ezra up, but Allie is still a target. Can't we think of another way to do this? Allie should just be like, I thought you hated this asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's a moment here where, like, I think you could say that Allison looks a little bit pleased that they're, like, basically all infighting over her her safety. <laughs> oh, of course. Uh, and and then, Arya yeah. says, if Ezra, when Ezra pulls through, he's going to tell us who A is. And this thing is finally going to be over. I love it whenever they say something's finally going to be over. It's like, LOL. This is only season five. Yeah. This is the beginning season, of season five. Season five premiere, ladies. Yeah, mm-hmm. for once in his life, though, Ezra might be worth a damn. Uh, so Hannah on the phone is just like, hi, the guy who just got shot on, I didn't hear that part. In Banks Hudson. and Hudson. Banks and Hudson is Ezra Fitz. Yeah, I think you should send a cop to the hospital because I saw what happened and I don't think this is a random thing. Well, yeah, but he might not be safe, so you better go fast. And then she hangs up. Gotcha. <laughs> Police on the other end are like, whatever you say, strange anonymous burner phone girl. I'll yeah. get right on that. With the attractive voice. Yeah, Swinger's like, are they sending somebody? I love Hannah. She's just like, yeah, I heard her typing. Nice. Sad already face. Um, yeah, Arya looks like both like hopeful and concerned. Uh, Hannah senses this and tells Arya that they're probably on the way. Emily <laughs> probably, asks, maybe. Yeah, are you sure that we want to split up? And Spencer says, a wise commander always takes measures to let his opponent react to the wrong circumstances. In 400 BC, and Hannah cuts her off. And it's like, okay. <laughs> Emily has the most hilarious face that she's saying. <laughs> yeah. Hannah cuts her off and she's like, okay, Spencer, we get it. We're decoys. We don't need a history lesson. And then Allison drops. There's no art to this war, Spencer. Is that your alley? A little bit. Okay. I'm uh, trying to like go for the inflection, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And Spencer says, you've read Sun Tzu? And Allie just kind of smirks a little. So many LOLs. Yeah. Ari says, okay, let's go. And so she walks off and Allie follows. Then Hannah stops there and she's like, wait. And then she just like pulls a gun out. Yeah. Like that she had like tucked <laughs> into the back of her pants. Because yes. Hannah is straight up gangster. Yeah. She's walking around strats like a Marin girl should. Well, she's just been like a spring breaker. So now she knows mm-hmm. firearms. She knows. Yeah. She, and she hands it over and they just kind of look at it nervously and she's like, just in case. Uh, with the, like this like totally badass like head tilt as she says it. Yeah. Well, I like that. Did you notice that as soon as Hannah just whips out this gun, mm-hmm. like around, you know, out and open, Spencer immediately goes into like just making sure no one's looking. Yeah. She, she turns around and, and starts looking around. I, I love that. And Hannah she, gets like, that like totally cool head tilt. Well, she doesn't like chastise Hannah. She just immediately goes into like, okay, who could see this? <laughs> and Arya grabs gun and stuffs it in her coat. Yeah. Arya has the gun. Oh, that gosh, seems that, dangerous. That seems super dangerous. Uh, so Allison and Arya start to leave. Emily uh, says, uh, we'll give you 10 minutes and then we'll call. So Allison and Arya like, head down the street. Hannah and Spitzer start to head in the opposite direction. Well, Allie's Hannah... like, looking back and Emily's like, staring longingly after her. And, yeah, annoying. And has to just be like, come on, Em. Uh, and Spencer says, look, if you want to get to the hospital before them, we have to go now. And Emily says, we know the day is one step ahead of us. And Spencer says, yeah, but he, she, it 
bitch is. But you have to remember that Allie's been hiding in plain sight for two years. She can handle herself. For a good chunk of your lives here, you're going to have to put up with Emily not thinking straight and being way too moony over Mm -hmm. Allison. It's understandable, but frustrating. Yeah, she just broke up, too, so she's on the prowl. True, true, true. Uh, Hannah says, you know, if AC's isn't there first, this could work. So Spencer and Hannah and Emily take off. Meanwhile, at the Hastings home. Oh, my God, this this next scene is so awesome. This is... Shakespearean is masterpiece in this. Um, the Hastings home, we see the roaring fireplace. Uh, Veronica passes in front of it. She's on the phone with Ashley, thanking her for checking in, saying that nobody's getting any sleep here tonight. Uh, so mm-hmm. tells Ashley not to hesitate to call if she hears from Hannah and that the Hastings will do the same. Yeah, have then you we ever s- looked at uh, that bizarre like metal little statue that's in front of the Hastings fireplace? No, what is it? I don't, have you ever taken note of that? No, I haven't. It's this weird kind of quasi like it might be like an idol type thing it's like this weird metal thing like holding arms out next mm-hmm. to the fireplace i don't know what it's for it's is been it, there since is it S- shiva no it only has two arms it's been there since s1e2 it's so weird I, maybe it holds like firewood or something hmm. i mean I, kinda... i've seen it before but like I, I definitely just i don't know it drew my eye in this like some kind of like sumerian like fertility god that it's, uh well, it just looks like a little metal robot adventures it, it looks like a weird metal, like almost 63PO-ish robot. It's totally so bizarre. Sense. Totally makes sense. Yeah, it's been there, I checked. So, it wasn't in the pilot. It's been there since S1E2. So my secret desire amongst our many secret desires, like like Arya having an evil monologue of Pictonia, mm-hmm. is for at some point in season six, Spencer puts it all together and goes over to that idol and has to like smash it on the ground. because there's, finds like, a bug a in it. Or yeah, camera. or a bug. <laughs> a bug and a secret note hidden in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, Veronica heads over to the kitchen, and we see Melissa's there making some lemon tea, like a good Hastings girl would. And Veronica says, of course, we'll do the same. Bye. She's hanging up the phone. And she walks over to the kitchen island to like talk to Melissa. And we see like Peter Hastings is sitting on the couch, just like drinking hand. Slumped on the couch. Hasn't said a word. We didn't even know he was in this scene. He's not going to say a word in this entire scene, and he crushes it. He's staring into the fire and just nursing that glass of scotch. Yeah, just like kind of one hand like rubbing his like brow. And then he like raises his glass and we cut back to Veronica and Melissa. I mean, like you can just see like all the pressures of the world on his shoulders in this scene. Yeah. And Melissa's like, all this time Spencer knew Allison was alive? And Veronica's like, I don't want to believe that because if that's true, I have no idea who your sister is. Minor note, I feel like Melissa here in this scene is quite possibly dressed like a toned-down adult Arya might dress. I could see that. Do you uh, you do you follow Tori DeVito on on uh, the Twitter? I do. I like to pretend cuz she'll post a lot of photos of like her on vacation or mm-hmm. just out like like living this energetic happy life. I like to pretend that that's actually Melissa, like, when she's away from the Hastings. Oh, and she's just ecstatic. She's just, like, this really happy, like, effervescent person, and it's only when she has to come home that she turns into, like, the evil older sister. It makes perfect sense to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way that, like, Melissa keeps looking at Veronica. Um, so, Veronica says, you know, the photograph Detective Holbrook, Holbrook showed me of the girls and that with Allison was taken a month ago. I want to think that that was the first time they saw her because it makes sense. That's when it all started again. Well, and Veronica, she's like, oh, I had, I'd have no idea who your sister is. But it's like, wouldn't she, though? She's a yeah. Hastings. Seriously. You guys all have like been sitting on like monster secrets throughout this show. I'm for, amazed like, that they... Long, long times. Well, I'm amazed that they even all look alike because 
mystery and secrets is so embedded in their DNA that I'm surprised they don't look like complete strangers to each other because they are. Um, but Le- Melissa seeks confirmation that what her mom means the pills. And Veronica's like, well, the pills and the lying was just like last time. Spencer's out of control. As she says that, there's just a <laughs> great shot of like Peter's slowly well, it's just sipping like his whiskey. Cut to Peter Hastings drinking scotch in a stupor. Well, do you remember that episode where A bought Jason like 500 bottles of whiskey? Oh, yeah, I know. That, that sloppy moron Jason. Well, we we, hy- we hypothesized he should just go sell them to Peter. Well, I'm sure Peter would have enjoyed that. Yeah, Melissa's mm-hmm. just like scoffed. This is so like Allie to do this to her. Veronica points out that they don't know anything about, you know, where Allison's been, what she's gone through. Veronica's trying to reserve judgment. And Melissa's like, Mom, Allison was at the center of every mess Spencer got into. She's a walking time bomb. It's never Allie who blows up. It's everything and everyone around her. I understand. I understand running away. You let your friends and family think you're dead? And Melissa sits down and like holds her head like she's starting to cry. Mm. And Melissa's like, I really thought it was Allison in that grave. And then another awesome cutaway that Peter is just like rubbing his temples like with both hands. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Every time they cut to Peter in this, it just like gets even better. Yeah. Just I just, like, I just want to know what was it like on the set? Did people just notice that Nolan North was just emanating like ruthless, masculine, like perfection in his acting here? Well, and it's, it's really interesting, especially for like a TV show. Typically, it's like they'd be like, "Well, this actor has no dialogue. We don't need him in this scene." Right. But like, you totally need him in the scene just oh, yeah. to be there, like totally stressed out and like at the end of his rope in the background, drinking scotch the whole time. Well, I mean. I think for for a seasoned observer of TV shows, you would say that he's seriously contributing to the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. For like the more uh, uh, teen audience at large, I guess you would break it down to just basically vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good um, vibes. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, and Veronica says, you know, because Melissa really thought Allie was in that grave. Veronica says, "We all did," but I saw that picture, and she's very much alive. Mm-hmm. Melissa says, "I'm not crying for Allison. There's another family missing their daughter, and she really is dead." This is really breaking Melissa up. Yeah, it is. Veronica says, the police will find out who that girl is. It's just a matter of time. And Melissa's like, Mom, there's something you need to know. And just like the most hilarious, amazing look on Peter Hastings' face as he looks over. He has like one hand kind of propped up by his mm-hmm. head. Mm-hmm. And he just like looks over and gives this crazy hate glare at Melissa. Like It's like he's saying, are you fucking kidding me? Shut up. Well, it looks like Black Panthers are going to jump out of his eyeballs and eat her. I mean, just give <laughs> Nolan North all the awards. All the awards. And Alyssa notices this, and, and she shuts up. Then they hear, like, a thump, and they look outside, and they see some siren lights flashing through the window. And Peter stands up, and they all kind of look at each other nervously, probably wondering, like, all right, who did it this time? Yeah. We hear the doorbell go off, and the cops the cops actually go to the front door of the Hastings house. Um, yeah. So we cut to a shot of the NYC subway. Um I just a lot like of great it. stock footage in New York. In oh, this it's fantastic stock footage. Just remember that time in that flashback of Buffy when Spike killed a New York Slayer in the 70s? Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, it was. Uh, so we see Arya and Allison coming off the subway, coming out of the E20, East 23rd Street station on the street level. Arya doesn't understand how Ezra found them. And Allison, who's maybe smarter, or maybe has her head more in the game, says, maybe he didn't find us. I think he was following A. And Arya's like, when well, A was following us, this is what you were always afraid of, that we'd lead A to you. Well and done. Allison, yeah, Allison says, Arya, you know why Ezra's still looking for me? Because he wants to win you back. And Arya like, ponders this, and Allison says, does he have a chance? <laughs> I mean, let's be real. I love that she goes there. 
Allison is taking Arya's temperature on this, so she knows what buttons to push in the future. Mm-hmm. 100%. And Arya says, Allie, I can't think about that right now. I don't even know if he's alive. And they head off down the street. Arya can't love a corpse. Mm, no, but she could. If, uh, it was, yeah. if it, that corpse was named Ezra Fitz. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Talk about taxidermy. Um, so Arya like, leads him on. Cut back to the Hastings home. Holbrook's there. Uh, looks like he stopped to get a haircut on the way over. Yeah, he's got kind of a little bit more military-ish. It's kind of like shades on the sides. Yeah, which will only get more military-ish as mm-hmm. the season progresses. Holbrook uh, says... What does he say? I wanted to tell you in person that CeCe Drake escaped from police custody tonight. We found Officer Maple unconscious on a road outside of town. Oh no, Officer Barry. Mm-hmm. Unconscious. Uh, so far, we've not been able to locate CeCe or his patrol car. <laughs> she stole his car. So... I'm so glad that a, like a little while back, like Norbert was able to join us on Twitter and hypothesize in the real story behind that. <laughs> I mean, in my heart and mind, I just assumed that there was a passionate, almost Batman Catwoman like love affair between CC and Barry Maple. Mm-hmm. That he had to let her go because he wants to chase her. That's how their relationship see, works. See, I, I figured that she, somebody, she has another person working for her and she got into the back of that squad car and there's just a mannequin leg down there for her to beat the shit out of Barry with. That's rough. Uh, so Melissa doesn't understand why Holbrook came here to tell them this. And Holbrook's like... Uh, well, I like that. That's a nice lampshade. She's like, I don't understand why he came here to tell us this. Yeah. <laughs> He's well, like, well, I needed to to advance the plot along. You'll see. Yeah. Cece, he says that Cece knows that Allison's alive and that he thinks that she knows where the girls are. And if she's mixed up in this, then your daughter could be in more danger than ever. So there's anything you haven't told me. So basically, Holbrook's plan is he's going to stop by. He's going to tell them that the cops massively fucked up. <laughs> their primary suspect in the murder of a police officer has run off and now the life of the missing hastings princess might be in even more danger but he'd like to leverage that into getting more it's like so is there anything you haven't told me yeah because this could be your guys's fault even though yeah, and he looks at melissa and melissa looks like she's like fighting tears like she really wants to say something mm. and peter sets forward and puts a hand on her shoulder and he's like we've told you everything that we know i think that's like one of two lines he has in this episode Mm-hmm. Uh, and Veronica catches that there's like there's weird shit going on between Peter and Melissa right now. Fresh bullshit slash harsh mm-hmm. vibes. Yeah, and she frowns because she knows that there's Hastings bullshit going on. She is not in you know she's not aware of what Hastings bullshit this is, but she yeah. needs to find out. Yeah. So, but but she puts on like that that unified Hastings front against Holbrook. Mm-hmm. So then we see the news report, the, the all exposition news. news. Yeah, the exposition legal news in, in Rosewood. It's a news report showing a picture of the four PLLs talking about how the cops are looking for them. They're believed to be hidden away. Where do you think they got these pictures of the PLLs? Uh, there's a lot of like those stock photographs in this episode. I'm really curious. But you know what I mean? Like in the past, I'm pretty sure there was like a, a shot of one of the liars where it was like obviously like a publicity shot that they used or something. Right. But these are not. These are like just these kind of random like headshots but they're not like glamorous at all well so these girls have we've seen that they previously have been on the cover of the newspaper the front Mm -hmm. page of the newspaper although i wouldn't think that typically they would be allowed to since they're minors i feel like if if i were these girls i'd go have a nice set taken you know maybe Arya can take them for everyone of Mm -hmm. just like just give them to the media now just be like you'll probably need these at some point for something we do. So could you please at least use these use these nice photos of us? 
Well, like you see all those like casting sides, you know, for like later on in the season, and it's like it's mm-hmm. just some actors been cast, and all they tell you is that oh, this person will prove to be a foil for Spencer Hazing. Like you have no idea what that means <laughs> at any point. But like, at what point did they just hire like a PR manager for these girls? Yeah, have like Veronica hire one. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's believed according to the news that these girls are hidden away with Alice in the Arrest. This has actually been alive after two years. We see a reflection in this TV screen that the person watching this report is. Mona. Well, and there's a neat little thing where, um, like, it's the four pictures of the liars, like in a, like a quad, and then they like all zoom to the side to see that big picture of Allison that says missing. But you can uh, see Mona's like, like, yeah, you can see Mona's reflection. She's very pale, almost like a ghost. Wing. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in the river of brew. Um, as she's sternly watching this thing, it's late at night, so there's just, look, there's just like employees there, but still, what the fuck time is it? Is this the morning show? Well, it, it's got to be after it was one fifteen at the start of last episode. Figure right. an hour went by at least. I mean, it's got to be after two. So would this this wouldn't be the late shift? Is it the morning shift? Who Are they open all night? Are they pulling an all nighter? Well, and beyond that, Mona looks glamorously amazing as usual. Oh yeah. So she puts on her coat, ready to get down. Well, to the, the news says the youth went missing two years ago. It's thought to have been brutally murdered. Because <laughs> they'd say that on the news. Of course. And Mona throws on her, her like leather jacket in kind of like a badass way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like with like both arms at once. Well, I expected her to put on like brass knuckles after that yeah. gesture. Yeah, and she's like she's just like kinda like looking kind of serious at somebody in a red jacket, kinda off screen who we can't see, and she says, This changes everything. I just wrote down in my notes, fuck yeah, it does. And the the music playing is the the lyric is I won't be safe till she's buried in the ground. Well like you could have gone from this gesture of Mona putting on her badass jacket and saying this changes everything to just like a shot of like Slash playing a guitar solo as a car <laughs> drives off a cliff. Um, so after the commercial, we're looking at the NYC skyline again. We're going from the cityscape to a shot of the busy streets in New York. Then we're in the hospital. Uh, a comes out of a room with a white lab coat on. A out of the IMCU, staff only. Yeah, A still has on the hoodie and everything else, including the black gloves. Just wearing a white lab coat now. Nice disguise, A. Very nicely done. I really no one will hood. notice you now. I really wish the hood and the mask were still on for this. Well, I think the hood is still on. I think the hood is still on, but the mask yeah. is uh, anyway, A's going to walk down the door towards his surgery, but as like halfway there, like two cops kind of stroll by in uniform and just stop and stand by the door, and so A just, like, turns right around and walks away, takes the lab coat off, and stuffs it in a medical waste container. Fuck that plan. Which, uh, I can't believe the cops even showed up. Like, can you just imagine, like, a real, like, precinct where they're like, hey, we got this call that we should, like, go to the hospital because some guy who got shot might still be in danger? Anyone? Nah, fuck it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so in the surgery room, uh, doctors are offering on Ezra. The doctors, there's a ton of bullet debris in there. He's losing too much blood. I need hands. Clap that artery now. The monitor starts uh, beeping. You guys, Ezra might die. Oh, yeah, his, his pulse is over 160, and the doctor says, I'm doing my part, Mr. Fitz. you got to do yours. Don't die so, on me. The rest, the weird spoiler here, actually, Ezra does die in this episode, and mm-hmm. the rest of the series is just his dream as he fades away. It's basically David Lynch's Mulholland Drive, if you haven't seen that already. No, it's actually just his twin brother. Who, if you know, if it's Esteban okay with Fitz. if it's okay with everyone, if they would just want to call him Ezra Fitz as well, that'd be fine. Also, all inside all, jokes apply. All, all previous relationships and in jokes apply. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, <laughs> so elsewhere in the hospital, Hannah, Spencer, and Emily show up. Hannah's leading them. She sees the sign for the nurse station, heads that way. They glimpse down one hallway and see what looks like A, a person in a black hoodie talking on a cell phone, heading down like a parallel different well, A's hallway. just like walking very casually, like on the phone, talking on the cell phone. It's like they're just pacing or something. Yeah. So three of them dash around Who's the corner. Calling? Well, that's a good question. Mm. Hannah's like, well, now what do we do? And Spencer's like, we wait. So the three of them head over to the waiting area. They each pick up magazines and sit down on like a row of chairs with their back to the nurse's station. Spencer has a diabetes magazine. <laughs> Emily has a well-being journal. And Hannah is reading a magazine that is seemingly called Live Happy and is <laughs> celebrating an international day of happiness. But for all we know, that's basically just an inside-out issue of Cat Fancy. Um, not far away, Arya and Allison come yeah, running in. Yeah, cut over to Arya and Alia. They're running in from a different entrance. Uh, you can really see Ari's outfit here. Is this where you wanted to talk about it? Uh, no, not yet. Oh, okay, yeah. fine. Uh, so they rush to the counter, and Aria talks to the person there and says, Hi, we're looking for a patient that was just admitted, Ezra Fitz. And the woman turns around to check, and back to the liars, pretending to read their magazines, and Emily's like, I hate this. Spencer says, let's just hope it works. And they're really, like, really into those magazines. Yeah, they are. Well, Especially Spencer. They're reading them in the most conspicuous way possible. <laughs> Nobody has it's ever like, read a magazine. Three that young far. ladies in a hospital in the middle of the night, all reading magazines we would never touch. These these gorgeously amazing looking young women. Nothing suspicious. Just at all. reading Live Happy. Yeah, just live, fucking live happy, man. Um, yeah, so A comes around like the uh, other side of the nurse station, pokes his her its head out, uh, sees the three liars in the waiting area, trying to be incognito with their magazines, like in reflection in the window. Then at the nurse station, as Ari and Allison are waiting, they hear a voice of a loudspeaker paging Allison De Laurentiis. You know, Spencer is looking up in that reflection. She really should have seen who it was. Yeah. Her Maybe spy the craft. angle isn't right. Her spycraft is a little off. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he kind of backs away, sidles back around that corner. Well, Spencer's like, she's like, I know this is a really tense moment. I need to be totally alert, but God damn it, my hair looks amazing. And the, the PA announces... Allison De Laurentiis, please report to the emergency room. Allison De Laurentiis, please report to the emergency room. <laughs> and it cuts off. No, just kidding. Uh, and the liar, the Ari and Allie kind of like look at each other nervously and then back to the other liars that like Hannah, Emily, and Spencer, they all seem like they're waiting for something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and A's watching them. A pulls out the phone, their own phone and texts, it's happening. Follow the leader. What? Somehow A already has iOS 7, even though it's supposed to be like fall 2011 on the show. A is that good. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a has gone into the future to send this group message. That's how it works. A group that's, message. That's the twist. Mm-hmm. And uh, so back to Arya, she says to Allie, okay, you better get out of here. So Allie nods and takes off. And we see A kind of walks past the waiting room where Hannah, Emily, and Spencer are all waiting. And as soon as A is like past them, they get up to follow. So maybe that Spencer did see A. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, A is not, A is not wearing a, a mask right now, presumably. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, maybe they just had the hood pulled low. Uh, but anyway, A, they follow A down, and down at the end of the hallway, A gets in an elevator, and so they rush to the stairs to follow well, A. A gets in the elevator like a, ter- like a Terminator, slow motion, slowly turning around as the <laughs> doors are shutting, like, like the door shut right at the point where we're like, it's turning and we should have seen who's under A's mask. Of course. Yeah. yeah, that's how everything works on this but show. I like how Spencer's just like, the stairs! So uh, then we cut to the elevator opening, 
And just as the elevator opens, we see Allie is like down the other end of the hall from the elevator. She's leaving the ER that way. And A follows her out. And then we're out on the streets. Allie's walking alone. Uh, A's trailing. Allie kind of keeps looking back. It's almost like well, she wants A to follow her. Point, yeah. yeah, mask is back on now. Well, if you if you look closely, this is actually just the exterior Main Street Rosewood area. It's but dressed do, up, but they do a good job of dressing it up. Look like late night New York City. Oh, it's all like wet streets. There's puddles. There's lights. There's people. There's taxis. There's all that. Like mm-hmm. all night scummy feel that is so like well, the the, the foley out. too like there's there's the just the vibes and the noise of the the mean city. Well, I'm trying to think like there was a thing on like Buckley's uh, uh, Tumblr that he had a great quote from David Lynch that was uh, film noir has a mood that everyone can feel. It's people in trouble at night with a little bit of wind and the right kind of music. It's a beautiful thing, and I feel like that's so perfectly described visually here because. Then you get um well the, yeah the, totally awesome shot here Norbrook's greatest shot ever this is the uh this is how your season five a recap video started right yeah, yeah yeah indeed it's it's that classic shot of Allie is ducked down an alleyway and she's walking and then behind her there's a, like a building with like a light on it behind her and so A is coming after her and we just see A's shadow which is huge on the wall behind her. Mm-hmm. Like a giant is coming after. Well, her. A is that ginormous shadowy boogeyman that is always 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 after you. Mm-hmm. And she's looking back. She's kind of hustling down through the Sally. And so, back at the hospital, Arya's moving around frantically. This, I put, is where you can really see Arya's outfit. <laughs> um, she is wearing, I don't know what the style is called. She's wearing a crazy uneven skirt, wacky patterned leggings, like a kind like of zebra pur- print, purple zebra print, a white tiger shirt buried under a jacket and a scarf that looks like it was made out of 15 other scarves. Yeah, it's Arya's, a lot of scarf action. Arya's scarf here is a combination between like, Doctor Who's legendary famous scarf and that thing where you tie a bunch of pieces of fabric together so you can make a rope and climb out of a window. And then her jacket is like some sort of black leather jacket-ish thing. It's kind of weird textured arms. Well, uh, and then there's a, like a the collar is like lined with like the fleece of a polar bear. Yeah. And also she's wearing boots that I'm just going to assume that she stole from Billy Idol in a poker game. Well, and they're like not like tied at all they're just like loose and the boots are they're weird yeah. well at, at some point aria was like you know what guys we're going to philadelphia to possibly meet allison i'm gonna put on the most sensible Doing it all <laughs> sensible yeah i'm putting on every style i've ever worn ever i feel like the cop should look over see this outfit and then just like kind of nudge the other cop and like lean over and like say something to their microphone you yeah know? well i feel like it's just like uh, 10.20. Well, A is for answers. Allison walks in. She sees Arya. She's about to say, Arya, I haven't really talked to you in two years. How are you? And then she looks at Arya's outfit, and she's like, you know what? Never mind. Just never mind. Uh, so yeah, Arya's like pacing. Like, I guess the pink hair wasn't enough, huh? Yeah. We get it. All right? We get it. <laughs> yeah. So back to Allie, walking down these mean streets, wow. though she is herself very mean. Uh, and she gets honked at it by a cab crossing oh, the street. So- this sequence, it hits all the marks, nails all the tropes perfectly. Mm-hmm. You got Little Red Lion Hood uh, being chased through the city by the Big Bad Wolf. There's that thing where she keeps looking around knowing that A is out there somewhere following her. There's that thing where she crosses the street and the taxi almost hits her and honks at her. There's that thing where she passes a gypsy on a sidewalk playing jazz saxophone. Yeah, she passes like this jazz saxophonist who's like busking on the sidewalk and 
There's like, I mean, there's a lot of other people out. Like, there's a lot of extras. It's not like these are like empty streets. Right. And the foley is really cool because we could kind of hear the saxophone through the whole scene, but then it gets louder as she gets closer. Well, then there's that thing where she's glancing around in a circle, lost in the sea of people, the cacophony of the city. She can't find A. And then, boom, there's A all of a sudden in the street just watching her. Well, it really does a great job of just kind of communicating the scary rhythms of a city. Yeah. Especially because they're not in New York. I mean, she did a pretty good job of faking it. A young girl lost in that city at night. Yeah, and there's A just standing in the middle of the street looking at her uh, with the the fencing mask on so we can't can't see the face or anything. And Allie, she's scared. She takes off running down an alley. Well, then I, just from a production standpoint, I believe that's the same corner where Spencer followed Redcoat back in season 3B after hanging out the brew of Ren. I mean, it's probably like the one corner they always use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, A slowly then follows. You gotta love the set design because there's even a sticker on the trash can that says "Keep New York City Clean." <laughs> well, and A's like doing like the Terminator thing where he just walks, yeah, briskly. Allison De Laurentiis, yes. <laughs> um, Come with me if you want to live. Whoa, whoa, Toby out of nowhere. <laughs> it seemed like the right time. Yeah. So Allie's running away. She gets around the corner and gets to like a little park. Like this, this block is a park. It has like a little jungle gym and whatnot. It's like surrounded like by a bunch of buildings. Oh. She looks around, kind of freaked out, and uh, we can see the shadow of A is like coming closer. So she hides behind uh, like just a bush as she sees the shadow of A coming. Right. Uh, and again, this is like uh, this is one of those sets they inherited from Gilmore Girls, but the set dressing again is so great. It makes it look like New York City for real. Um, she looks over and like. On one of the swing seats is like swinging back and forth like someone was just there. I mean, it's so good, it's so tense. I love that little lion statue there. Oh, and then she turns around and suddenly like the merry-go-round is spinning, even though no one was on it. Yeah. Um, it's just like creepy. And then suddenly A appears right behind her and A says, it's a male voice, kind of like, not even distorted, but it's just someone being like, wanna play? Yeah. And that, cut to commercial. Allison's just like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. so after commercial... We see Allison being confronted by A, and A says, it's over. A talks like a supervillain, or like mm. that, whatever the hell the name of the bad guy who was always menacing Inspector Gadget. Mm. Um, uh, Dr. Claw? Yeah, yeah. I always thought the cat was actually the bad guy in that show. But, uh, so I remember watching this. Uh, yeah. I remember watching this, losing my fucking mind when we were first <laughs> watching this episode. I was like, what is going on? Uh, and Allie's like, no, it's not. And then Spencer appears behind A. Spencer Hastings out of nowhere. Yeah, and she says, did you really think we'd let Allie leave that hospital alone? And then Emily shows up from another side. She's like, we paged Allison, so you'd know she was there. And then Hannah, from another angle, she's like, I guess you didn't read Sanzu, bitch. Hannah gets Which the best line. Perfect, yeah. And Allie says, hey. And she holds up the pepper spray that Emily gave her and sprays A right in the face. And A just, like, stumbles away, making, like, golem noises and, like, retching. No! Yeah, uh, uh, but then uh, another A appears behind the liars and says, "Are you sure that's A?" And they all like spin in unison. It's a cool little shot. So they all spin around, uh, and this A is saying, "Maybe I'm A, or maybe it's one of them." And then suddenly, like, there's a whole mob of A's like all over the place. Like, well, keep... so woman who's like, "Maybe it's me." <laughs> yeah, like there's A's everywhere. They all have like some of them have weird Halloween masks on. It's a fucking A flash mob. It's an A flash mob, and they're like just running around them. There's like weird techno music playing. Yeah, uh, yeah. And the liars are all just like in this circle, being like accosted uh, by these these different A's. This whole episode it reminds me a little of Scream Two. Oh yeah, yeah, without a doubt, without. A, I was gonna say whatever the uh, play in Scream Two 
like the uh, the masks Cassandra. Yeah, Cassandra, yeah, like they're 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 wearing like one of those masks on this flash mob. There's mm-hmm. almost like a saw like doll like mask at one point. I know that somebody on Twitter was talking to us tonight about how they love this episode except for this scene. I fucking love, you gotta love the flash mob because it, it's absolutely the very last thing you expected. It's so episode. weird. Yeah. But when they released the trailer for this season, this shots from this were in the trailer. And I remember that I'm like, what, what the fuck is that? I have to know what that <laughs> is. It's like an a Colton Rosewood. Um, yeah. So they're just like, it's like they, these guys don't really do anything. They're just kind of like circling and kind of like trying to spook them. And the liars are all freaked out. Then a cop car rolls up and blasts a siren. Cops on the loudspeaker says, NYPD, break it up. All right, folks, you need to disperse now. All the A's run off and the liars duck behind a jungle gym. Hooligans and hoodies. And Emily's like, A was one step ahead of us. And Emily says, at least we got A away from Ezra. And Emily's like, let's get out of here. So they take off. Mm-hmm. Back so, to the hospital. But Arya's like pacing around. And then somebody says, Mrs. Fitzgerald. And Arya turns. I just wrote LOL on my notes about 50 times at that. Uh, oh, I'm She's sure like, yes, I'm, I'm sure Mrs. Fitzgerald. Some, I'm sure there's some hardcore Ezrians who hearts went pitter-patter at that. Uh, we see well, that it's a nurse you got to say this for Arya. Like, yes, it's gross and skeezy, but at the end of that rainbow, she might stand to inherit quite a lot of money. Just saying. Uh, good point. I would maybe, you know, even though he's kind of a, a schmucky douche in his own regard, I would just say, Arya, go straight for Wes. I mean, that'll stick it to Ezra. Yeah, that's true. She really wanted to stick it to Ezra. And, and you know, Wes will jump at that. He wants to stick it to Ezra, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, so we see that's actually a nurse on the phone. She's talking to Mrs. Fitzgerald, Ezra's mom. Uh, she says, we've successfully This might be the, the doctor. Bullet. It's hard to tell. Yeah. We've successfully removed the, one of the bullet, but the arterial damage is extensive. Arya moves just a little bit closer so she can hear. Arya keeps moving past as she listens to the mm-hmm. nurse or the doctor on the phone. There's a nice fluid cut to Mona somewhere moving in that exact same motion she's on the phone and she says you need to stay on top of this yes we're mobilizing she hangs well, up they're in what looks like a maybe like a restaurant that closed down there's just like yeah some boxes and like some kind of like high tables with stools on top of them mm-hmm. it's like some kind of restaurant that closed down or something a lot of empty well, the, space the windows and doors are newspapered up mm-hmm. uh and then Mona turns to her cohort yeah the the bro in the red jacket who is lucas Lucas, who has a pube stash of his own on right now. So, like, Hermie Lucas, who eventually became Dark Lucas, who came Mm -hmm. back to just, like, loser Lucas, is now DJ Lucas. Yeah, basically. I mean, he needs to put on some, like, some kind of sunglasses. Red windbreaker. Yeah, they would have gotten from, like, like Kanye West, and he'd look perfect. Or Uh, were they trying to make us think it was red coat or something? Because, like, that's a really weird red jacket. Well, it's like, like a it's red like windbreaker. A, look at the Tyler Durden red jacket, isn't it? No, no, that's like a windbreaker. It's not far from cool enough to be Tyler Durden's jacket. In your fucking face, Lucas. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Mona says, they're not in Philadelphia, they're in New York. And Lucas says, you said there'd be more people here. And Mona's like, they're coming. And she gives him a look like, don't you dare fucking question me, you scum. Yeah, she's like, don't forget who's in charge. Also, how does Mona know that they're in New York? Because she's mm-hmm. Mona? Yeah, because she, she's Mona, but... So she's just like, hold on, let me check the track right implanted inside of Hannah. Yeah, deep inside of Hannah. Mm-hmm. Wink. Um, so the Hastings living room. We're in the living room in the dark. We see Melissa Hastings come down the stairs in the dark. She makes her way to the kitchen. She flips on the light. There's Peter Hastings <laughs> hunched over the counting iron. She's just like loose, like probably shits her pants at this point. Oh yeah, it's like totally dark. 
You're not expecting anyone to be there, and Peter Hastings just sitting there nursing another glass of scotch. He looks in like the dark. He's, he looks like he's two lost weekends into a crazy fun bender. Well, he's got like that, like he's got a dress shirt on. It's like crimson, like very dark crimson. Mm. Yeah, just a little bit unshaven, and he like Melissa's totally startled, and he just like looks over at her. Says nothing. Well, she's like, "Oh, you scared me." And he's like looking at her like murder stare. Says nothing. Yeah, she's, she's like, like, "I, I can't, can't keep the secret anymore. I want to tell Holbrook the tooth." Peter, the murder truth. stare. Oh, he just—he's like fingering his glass, uh, and she says, "When Spencer finds out, she'll have a reason to come home." Murder eye roll. Yeah. Well, he's just it's like he ponders, and then he just downs the whole glass. He savors the taste, and he stands and like moves at Melissa, and she like backs up against the counter, like startled. And it's like he like leans over towards her, like, what is he gonna do? Is he gonna well, like hit her or something? Not only does he look imposing as fuck, he also looks like he's three feet taller than normal and yeah. three days more unshaven. <laughs> and then he like he leans over and Melissa's like leaning back, like she can't lean any further back, and he reaches right past her and grabs a bottle of scotch. And he says, Your mother can never know what you told me. And Melissa's just like totally terrified, and he just walks off. Like a badass, like going back upstairs with a bottle and a glass. Yeah. And Melissa's just like shaking. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, that scene's so wonderful. That's like, he had two lines in this whole episode, and he just nailed them both. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the Rosewood PD HQ, uh, Holbrook's at his desk. He's got like a, it's like, it's like a desk, like in one of the Do you think Peter does that, like, like in his litigation? Do you think that's like his power move where like, well, first he, of all, he's in his office and he just like walks right at the other person. They're just like back up against the wall. They're like, what the fuck? And he just reaches no, no. past them to get a glass. Let's, let's paint the image entirely. So you've got like opposing counsel. You've mm-hmm. got like maybe like like his backup, you know, counsel. I don't know what they call that. Uh, you got the clients. And like Peter's like no tie, collar unbuttoned, drinking whiskey, <laughs> saying nothing. And then he just gets up. And walks he gets over. as close to them as possible and then reaches past them for a bottle. <laughs> Magically, there's another bottle there. And he's just like, the jurors can never know what your testimony what you, said. Yeah, what you just told me. And they're like, how does he win every case? And he's like, that's why I charge seven fifty an hour. Exactly. Uh, so Holbrook's at his He desk. does it to the jury. Walks over and gets in their face. <laughs> jury selection is Who put the beer bottle behind the jury seat? Jury selection is fucking intense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Holbrook's at his desk. He's got a laptop and a cup of coffee. Um... Is he's got he, a like, bunch of like the... alley case files like spread out in front of him. Well, he's got the uh, like a ar- newspaper article cut out of a picture of Allison, the headline "Mystery Solved," and then the picture of the liars and Allison from Great. He's got an autopsy report you can see there in front of but him. But is he in like one of the interrogation rooms, which is like converted into an office? Is that what it looks like to you? I mean, I don't know. This is probably just an office. I'm guessing, that, like, because there's like a water cooler over on the side. Okay, so it's so probably just not... like a spare office room. The phone rings. Holbrook answers. One on the phone says it's an NYPD detective on the phone. Uh, Holbrook wants you know wants to put him through. Picks up the phone. Detective's call. We've got a lot going on here. What can I help you with? Why you know, are there, Why are shooting in New York involve us? I feel like even here, Holbrook is no longer doing the Holbrook voice. That's what I've been saying, man. It's like Sean Ferris is saying, like in your fucking face, Benjamin Light. Yeah, and so we don't hear the other end of the conversation, but he leans forward and writes something down on a notepad. Ezra Fitz, and he says, "Okay." I'll look into him and get back to you. Thank you. And he hangs up and he does a records records search for Ezra Fitz and he pulls up Ezra's file. And he just looks like confused, like scanning the file. Like, what the fuck is this? He's like, this guy looks like a pedophile. 
Um, I'm assuming Ezra's picture there is like something for an ID for Rosewood High. I'm sure well, you have to have some kind of background. He's fingerprinted, so this is this is probably part of that. But I would think you would have to have that on file to be a teacher these days, right? Yeah, yeah that, that's what I'm saying. Because there, there's fingerprints in a picture. I assume that's because he was a teacher. Yeah. So, um, the yeah, and it even room, says Rosewood High School up above. So yeah. Right. The hospital waiting room. Ari's on the phone, and she's saying, uh, "I'm sorry that you lost that bitch, but you did get A out of here." <laughs> uh, so on the streets, you know, we see the the three liars and Allison are talking on the phone at the other end of this call. Allison's like holding the phone between the four of them, and Allison's like, "Is Ezra out of surgery?" And Ari says, I heard them tell Ezra's mom that the bullet traveled up and hit. And it's like she stops because she decides not to get graphic. And she says, she's getting on a plane, but she's in Sydney. And there's nobody here for him but me. Ugh. Just like I like it. Mm-hmm. And Hannah's like, do you want us to come there? And Ari's like, no, no. So far, I'm blending in. LOL. Just consider <laughs> that for a moment. She actually believes that. They should that. just, like, cut to the cop doing a spit take. He's yeah. like... <laughs> Well, I feel like there's got to be, like, a guy who's, like, missing a leg. He's on crutches, even. He's, like, snickering at that. Yeah. Cut to the cop just doing the, like, kind of, like, wave wave his hand in front of uh, his neck. Like, no, no, no. Cut it off. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, the SWAT team just, like, lowers their weapons. <laughs> no, no, no. So far, I'm blending in. But I think the five of us, it might be waving a red flag. She She is right about that part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What are these five attractive teenagers doing hanging out at a hospital at three in the morning? That's a yeah. little weird. Yeah. Um, and and uh, Emily says, once, once he's out of surgery, it's still going to take him a few hours to wake up. We need somewhere to go. How does Emily know how long it's going to take him to wake up? Emily just, she knows a lot about. Maybe her dad got shot at some point when he was in the shit. I'd like to hear that. I want the scene where like Wayne Fields has to take his shirt off for some reason. And it's just like all these scars. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That would be disgusting. I I pictured that scene at the actual hardware store as he's showing all the other <laughs> guys who just chill. Well, I, mean, that, that, I mean, that's a trope, right? You know, they like take the skirt off. Like, oh my god, where'd you get all those scars? Isn't he's that like, like Amy baby? Isn't that the trope though? Like the the rakish guy, like he doesn't realize that the girl is watching him as he's like bathing under a waterfall or something. And then she sees all the scars on his back. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's like two of them, but sure. I mean, really, I guess I'm just, I'm just quoting Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, but still. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So Allison's like, see, now I'm going to have that Brian Adams song stuck in my head. Everything Arya does. Oh. At, at least we'll get that fucking Taylor Swift song out of there. She does it for you. Uh, so Allison says, call as soon as you hear anything. And Arya's like, I will guys, Promise me you'll be safe. This is a huge moment. <laughs> the Almighty Shusher is concerned about the safety of her posse. Spencer's like, "Don't worry about us, Arya. We'll be okay. We promise." Yeah. Allie says bye. Arya hangs up and looks sad some more. And Emily turns to Allie and she's like, "If they can't get to Ezra, you're the available target tonight." And he's like, "Yeah, Em's right. I mean, we can't just stand out here in the street like sitting." And then she like looks right at Spencer and says, "Ducks." <laughs> sitting ducks. Nice callback, Hannah. And Allie's like, I know a place we can go. Come on. Oh, can we talk about, too, that Hannah's hair is slightly different uh, in this episode from the previous episode? Because it's a whole other season. But I, I actually like uh-huh. her hair a lot better here. This is yeah, the shade yeah. of hair I like for Hannah. Yeah, her hair game is back on. Um, uh, so and I'm, so the liars all kind of, like, shoot each other these questioning looks. Like, where the fuck is Allie going to lead us? Right, right. Uh, after the commercial, you know, more great shots in New York at night with the surplus they have of them. Uh, Allison leads the three girls through the back door into some kind of facility. She leads them forward. It's she all totally to... dark. We can't really see where they are. 
she gets to a bunch of like switches and levers, starts like flipping them one by one. There's a great like clang sound each yeah. time she does. With each one, a light comes on, and we see that we're on the stage of a theater. And on that stage, it's kind of like a a mock like living room area with like a bunch of chairs and couches. Mm-hmm. Wonder what play this is for. Oh, I'm dying to know. It really makes me think of Birdman. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. Have you seen that yet? I have not yet. Um, Why not? The only thing that would make that better is if the the stage set up here looked a little bit, just a little bit more like the Hastings living room. Oh, that'd just be weird. Yeah. I, it, well, because that'd be even more a, of like a screen vibe. This, yeah. This is literally such a great stage for like metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so they look around and Hannah's like, well, if you want to impress somebody with a wow moment, this is definitely how you do it. And Allie says, he didn't bring me here to impress me. This was kind of a special place. Flashback. Who, what he are we talking about? Oh, it's Allie and Ezra in a flashback walking down the like center aisle of this theater towards the stage. And Allie's, Allie's like in like a kind of like a long flowing dress. Ezra's just like in street clothes with a backpack. Allie says, so, you know somebody who works here? And Ezra says, uh, yeah, a friend of the family. And Allie's like, well, when you said you were going to take me to the theater, I thought you meant to see a play. And he says, are you disappointed? In that, like, weird way that Ezra talks. Yeah, kind of stilted a little bit. Yeah. It's almost, it's almost like normal guy stilted Shatter. Yeah, yeah, there's a little bit, a little bit of that. Allie walks up on the stage, and Ezra, like, stays below to watch her. And Allie, like, gets up and spins around, and the camera pans up to show us this, like, really huge stage with, like, a whole balcony area. Whoa. It's, like, really the, big up above. The the way that it's, 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 like, blocked out is perfect. Great reveal as Allison takes all this, like, potential glory. Yeah, it's all in one shot from them entering to walking and the, the pan up. Yeah. And she's, like, Allie's, like, she's, like, spinning around. She loves it in this huge, you know, arena that she's uh, at the center of the tension here. And she says, wow, I get it. And Ezra's like, get what? And Allie's like, it's hard to explain. And he says, try me. Well, Ezra's face reveals that he's just eating up the mystique of this teenage fabulous sex kitten. And she kind of walks around the stage. He spins around and says, God, imagine being up here with all those people out there who love you. And he says, I think that's called adoration, not love. Pedant. <laughs> uh, and she says, I could be an actress. And he's like, could be. Well, I hate to break it to you, but you already are. The way you tell your stories with such conviction, mm-hmm. I think you've convinced yourself that half of them are true. Mm-hmm. And he kind of walks up to sit on the edge of the stage, and she walks over to join him, sits down with him. And she says, well, if you can't convince yourself, why should anyone else believe you? And he's like, you really are my Holly Golightly. And Hallie's like, who? Well, then and- he, he laughs, and she laughs too. But I think he's laughing at her like he either assumes that she's so dumb that she won't get that reference. Or he's laughing at her like like obviously she's joking because everyone would get that fucking reference. Yeah, and then and then she smiles and and laughs. You know, they they both kind of laugh, but for different reasons. Yeah, she kind of folds into the act like oh yeah, I'm just I'm just playing along. Yeah. Um, and then he gets into his bag and he takes out like a sandwich. And I'm bagging it. They hear like a door open. They look up. Allie's like, "Are you sure we're supposed to be here?" And we see like the janitor is in the back of the theater, and he's like, "Who's there?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, Mrs. Mr. Fitzgerald. Uh, my apologies. I was just locking up on my way out." Uh, you have to, you gotta know this janitor is just like, ah, shit. Ezra bought, brought one of his underage chicks back to his fuck theater. I'm getting the fuck out of here before I can be called as a witness. Well, the janitor's probably thinking, like, so it's unspoken, but I need to show up early tomorrow. <laughs> really scrub down the set, if you know what mm-hmm. I mean. Just really scrub it down. 
And Ezra's like, oh, don't worry about it, Bill. Have a good night. Janitor's like, okay, good night. And Allie's like, Mr. Fitzgerald? And Ezra kind of grimaces a little. So, okay. End of flashback. In the timeline of the as Allison Ezra relationship, they meet at the pub near Hollis and talk about tenders of night. At some point, they go to the Hart and Huntsman, and Ezra critiques Allison's literary journal while drinking board short ale and eating boysenberry pie. Mm-hmm. Then he takes her all the way to his family's theater, NYC, to brown bag it. And then, on the night she disappears, he breaks up with her because he's realized that she's actually in high school. <laughs> right? Yep. I mean, the trip to, to New York, that's not like a short journey. Well, I mean, this could have all been over a couple weeks, really. But, I mean, that's an intense day. Allie was seeing somebody, an older boy, like that, that was, or at least could have been Ezra, right? You know, for all the scummy qualities of Ezra, and none of this actually, like, uh, exonerates him by any means, but at least you saw with, with Arya and with Allison, he's not, like, pressuring these women into sex. Yeah, kind of, I guess, but... It's, it's by no means, like, his safe grace. There were times when it seemed like... Like, with Arya, he would, he would be like, oh, do you want to stay over? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of that. But... And it's like, well, what would that mean? Well, exactly. But, you know, when Arya, like, who did not understand what he was implying at all, said no, thankfully. Oh, I feel like, like in for the... our eyes, he didn't have to, like, you know, push her, pressure her, change I, her mind. or try I kind to... of feel like in the handbook of, like, sexual predators, it's like there's a whole thing on how, like, you don't pressure, you let them talk you into it, you know? What is the like? Uh, that's his whole mini flute of move. Is like he would never pressure Arya, but like, oh, you want this? Oh, well, okay. Yeah, true, true. So, what is Ezra? What is the made up term from from what's her name? Emosogenist. Emosogenist. That sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, so back in the theater now after the flashback, Allison has finished her story. Allison says, "You know, that's that's when I realized that Ezra's a rich boy. I pretend to be a poor boy. I actually liked him more for that." LOL. <laughs> Not because he didn't want the money, but because. <laughs> Well, he totally had me fooled. And well, she says something very interesting here. She says, I actually thought that was an asset back then. Yeah. Which is self-reflection from Allie here. You well, kind of see, like, she used to think being able to lie well was, like, this great thing, but maybe not so much anymore. Yeah, Spencer is sitting in a chair and couldn't care less about the story. Well, she, like, sneers at this. Meanwhile, Emily is standing there, and you can visually see how pissed off she is that Allison is just <laughs> flaunting a story about a rom- former romantic adventure. Also, meanwhile, there's like a taxidermy deer head on the wall that's like a gun rack above the fireplace, and there's like a double barrel shotgun hanging from it, which Hannah picks up This is and is like aiming around. She's like, wow, this is a real gun. This is Chekhov's sawed-off shotgun. <laughs> and Emily like sees this, and she's like, Hannah, and she like runs over and takes it away. Yeah. And Hannah just looks sad afterwards. Like, hey. but, I mean, like, not only is Emily infuriated to have to hear yet another story about some guy that Allison was frolicking with romantically, but, like, they've actually, she's actually brought her friends to this point, this, this physical location where it happened. <laughs> um, and Hannah's like, you think we can stay here till morning? And Allie says, oh, I stayed over a few times. They don't open up the place till noon. And then we hear this like weird rumble and Spencer just kind of like shifts in her chair. This ogre that lives inside Spencer. <laughs> and Allie's like, what the fuck was that? And Hannah and Emily in, in unison, they say, Spencer's stomach. Mm-hmm. And Spencer's like, sorry, I haven't eaten anything. haven't had anything to eat since a petty four at the bridal shower. Mm-hmm. And Allie's like, come on, let's raid the concession stand. Yeah, so they head over to the concession stand where uh, 
Spencer says she's at the point where she can't even think. That's how hungry she is. And so <laughs> Hannah and her like are digging out stuff, laying out on the counter. Counter, and then Hannah's looking at what their choices, and she says, "Well, I guess the nutty chews can count as a protein, and the gummy bears as a fruit." Allison just kind of hangs back, watching them. Spencer doesn't care. She's so hungry that she's about to eat the foam out of those seat cushions. She says. And uh, Hannah and Emily both laugh at this. And Hannah's like, I saw that episode. And Emily's like, me too. That lady went through three couches in a year. And Allie just kind of looks confused. She's like, what show is this? And Spencer says, Freaky Foodies. And Emily's like, have you seen it? And Allie shakes her head. And Hannah says, Spencer's obsessed. Uh, Spencer's saying, what? And you're not? We watched an entire marathon together. Which, like, really, when do these girls find the time to watch that much TV? Seriously. And Spencer's like, oh, my God. Remember that guy who ate the dryer sheets? And Hannah's like, oh, that was so gross. So and, soon we'll be doing that podcast. Bros watch Freaky Foodies too. Look yeah, for it. Well, and Allie it just like is totally feeling like an outsider here. Like she's been on the run for two years. She hasn't been watching reality TV. They don't have appointment like, TV. Well, on the she, run. she's this is an inside joke that she's not a part of, and she can't really participate. And she she's feeling it. She can't manipulate it either. Yeah. Well, I don't even think it's it's anything sinister. I think it's a realization that like, hey, you guys all kind of moved on and had lives without me. Right. And so Allie says, I need to find a better place to make a phone call. Spencer's like, who do you need to talk to? And Allie says, she has a few friends who are going to be worried now that the police know she's alive. They risk a lot to help her out. Uh, she seems to let them know she's okay. She'll be right back. So she walks off, and all the other liars look very dubious about this. Mm. Spencer's, like, even chewing suspiciously right now. Mm. Like, well, very then, pointed chewing. The Hannah is just like, fuck this. I'm going to follow her up there and eavesdrop. <laughs> so Emily and Spencer watch from downstairs. As eventually Hannah like, you know, heads upstairs, goes around, kind of hangs back a little bit, but then she kind of signals to them that she can't really hear Oh, anything. this is up on like the foyer of the, the balcony area. Like leading to the upper deck seats, yeah. Yeah, she tried to follow Allie up there to listen in, but she like shrugs. It's like, I can't hear anything. But I love Allie's that, talking like, to someone up there. In the span of like 30 seconds, like you said, we've gone from the Allison being left out by the camaraderie between the other three and their bond to the three of them being reminded about how they really can't trust this girl. <laughs> they just never know quite what she's up to. Yeah. Well, and it, I think it burns them too that Allie never talked to them. Like Allie was alive for two years, never told them. Right. She's been on the run the whole time, never reached out to them really. Yeah. Other than in like when they were like hallucinating or yeah, in like, a state where they weren't sure if it was real or not. Yeah. Which is how I communicate with all my friends if ever possible. Yeah. Uh, at the hospital, there's just this one cop now pacing back and forth in front of the door to the surgery area, surgery wing. Uh, in the waiting room, uh, Arya's just like sitting there. Someone comes over and sits right by her. Arya just kind of looks over, and it's fucking Shauna out of nowhere. And Harry's like, Shauna? And Shauna says, Allie sent me to make sure you're okay. And Arya's like, look, I get that you're a loyal companion, but I don't need another watchdog. And she gets up and walks away. And Shauna's like, you don't have to like me, Arya. But I made a promise, so I'm staying. You did a little little pseudo Toby there, Toby Light. Sean is Toby Light. That's what you're doing there. Well, isn't this it? episode has no Toby. I got to do what I can. It's been like four episodes about Tobes. Spencer, I call him Tobes now. We're on, I miss we're on you. That, we're on that basis. Um, yeah, Arya sighs, sits somewhere else. So Shauna comes over and sits like two seats away. Arya's like rubbing her eyes, and Shauna sees this, asks if she can get her anything, and Arya very coldly is like, "No thanks." Shauna keeps watching her, tells her she looks exhausted, so Arya just like, gives her a look. And Shauna's like, don't worry, if you fall asleep, I'll wake you up if there's any news. And Arya's just like, I'm fine. I'm fine. So back at the theater, the liars are all sitting on like the fake living room furniture in the middle of the stage. It's it's funny that they've chosen that place to like make their home here. Yeah. 
And Spencer says, is it just me or does it already feel like she's shutting this out again? Hannah glares. She's like, shh. Spencer's like, what? And Hannah's like, she can hear you. And Spencer's like, she's sleeping. And Hannah says, she's Allie. Good point, Hannah. So they all look over at Allie, like, sleeping in a chair, like, across on the other side of this living room area. And Hannah just gets up and walks over. And Hannah, or Emily, like, sits up to watch, like, nervously. Yeah. And Hannah's, like, rubbing her face, or rubbing her hand in front of Allie's face. No reaction at all. So she looks back and nods. She's like, she's sleeping. Well, she pulls back, like, three inches from where she was and kind of loudly to the others across the <laughs> stage says, she's sleeping. On Spencer's like, thanks, Han. And she says it kind of snotty, but then, like, she kind of smiles anyway. It's just such a hilarious little moment between two. And then we're going to head into another absolutely brilliant scene. Oh, yeah. Emily says, it makes sense that Allie had people helping her. You know, if it were us, we'd want her to call. We'd want her to know, we'd want to know she was okay. And Spencer says, that's the thing, Em. It is us. We're the ones who are risking everything to help her. It's not some random do-gooder she's met along the way. Oh, well. Emily's like, we just have to wait it out a few more hours. Once Ezra tells us who A is, this will finally be over. Keep telling yourself that. Mm-hmm. And it says, from your lips to God's ears. And this offends Spencer. He says, since when did you become religious? And Hannah's like, my mom's dating a preacher, remember? Is she really? Mm-hmm. When's the last time we saw Pastor Ted? I... Yes, fuck that guy. I feel like Pastor Ted's got like a, uh, a hidden, like, uh, like, uh, legal history you know like it's a fake name he's assumed uh, identity he's not actually supposed to be around kids he goes to thailand i'm just saying yeah we all know why people go to thailand uh something 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 in phuket yeah um yeah if you're in phuket well i feel like like pastor ted like he's that guy who's like oh i'll date you but you know we're not gonna do anything till we get married and ashley's like oh that's fine there are other men in town too yeah seriously seriously uh, uh, so Emily's like, can you imagine what life would be like without A? And Spencer's like, well, when was the last time you guys had a hobby? And Hannah's like, never. I wouldn't mind taking up a sport, though. And well, there's like a totally awesome, like, just a lovely glance between Spencer and Emily. Yeah. They both like smile at each other when she what, says this. Emily's like, like, basically, like, I'll bite. Which one? And Hannah's like, hmm, I don't know. I've always liked Spencer's field hockey skirt. <laughs> they all like, like, share a good laugh. And Spencer's just like, you can totally have it. So Emily's like, what about you, Spence? And this is a great moment from Trying Bell Sorry, where she actually has like Spencer like pause for a moment to like think about it. Yeah, I, like, I love the delivery here. She's like, um I wouldn't want to go back to the person I was before. All I all I cared about was winning. She's like a joker line. Mm-hmm. Uh and now I just want to really just want to be happy. See, just just give I Marlon King and Trying Bellosario like all the Emmys right now. Just give them all to them. Well, yeah, I mean, the way she delivers it, it's so good. It's like this moment of reflection that they, they, they had this quiet moment, which they really get. Yeah. And they can kind of contemplate, like, what, what would it be like if this was all over? And I, I feel like they could all probably agree. They, they wouldn't want to go back to the people they were. They've all had, like, kind of huge breakthroughs. Yeah. Uh, even Arya in her own way, as much as she can. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, go to that alternate universe episode where, like, none of this ever happened. I mean, the darkest timeline ever. I kind of love that they did that. Like, um, Arya's got a pink stripe in her hair, you guys. There's a Veronica Mars episode, I think, at the end of season two, where she has a dream where um, if she it was I think it was like if she just never like started doing detective stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you remember that? Vaguely. Whereas like her friend was dead. Um. 
what was her friend's name? Something Kane. Lily we- Kane. Lily Kane was still dead, but like they're in the flashback to talk to her as a ghost, but it was like she wasn't friends with Wallace and like like everything was like she was just like a boring preppy. Like I would love that kind of moment with PLL. Like what would it be like if none of this ever happened to them? Would Spencer still just be kind of like the preppy, like snotty, you know, do gooder who's maybe doing pills on the side? Mm. Uh, Hannah is still kind of like an uptight, you know, like Queen Bee. Well, just aching for Sean to mm-hmm. finally have sex with yeah. him. Yeah. Emily's still in the closet. Arya is still. They can bring back that creep Arya. Ben. <laughs> yeah, they can bring back fucking Ben. She's still dating that asshole. Mm. Like pregnant with his kid or something. Yeah. So basically, like the book timeline, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, Ari in the pink hair. It'd be fun, I think, to see the alternate version of these people then, if they never existed. At the end of the episode, Spencer just starts cutting out like the felt goatees and passing them <laughs> out to everyone. Well, because I mean, they've they've been through a crucible, and A has tortured them and made their lives miserable, but not all the worse for it. Yeah, they've right, kind of right. gone I- through the fire. They've tested themselves in this baptism of fire. Uh, so mm-hmm. back at the hospital, the two cops, you know, are outside the surgery hallway now. Finally, they can chit chat because they're back together. Then one of the cops walks away. He walks in front of Arya and Shauna and goes to the vending machine. We see that Arya's asleep, like holding onto her coat, and she drops it as she lets go in her sleep. Shauna kind of watches this, watches her. Then Shauna gets up, stands over her for a moment, reaches down, picks up the coat, and covers Arya with it. And then Shauna walks off. It's um, I think it's safe to say there's a there's a fair amount of sleight of hand here. Yeah, yeah, there definitely is. And Shauna, it's like, I don't know, she just keeps eyeing Arya. Like, she's, it's like she's walking on eggshells around her. She seems a little shady. Right. Uh, we'll come back to the sleight of hand later. But back on the stage, you know, it's later. All the girls are asleep now. Hannah and Emily share one couch. Spencer has a small couch herself. Uh, Allison's still in that chair. And somebody sneaks in through the same way the liars came in, heads towards them, right up to the sleeping form of Allison. And then suddenly a gloved hand covers Allison's mouth and her eyes shoot open. <laughs> and she grabs at the hand. Oh, no, what's happening? Yeah. Uh, and then we go to a commercial, come back from commercial. And we see Allie is in like a dressing room area. Mm-hmm. And she says, how did you find me? And a figure walks kind of. Up to her, and behind her, we can see the reflections in the mirror. It's Cece like, Drake. Fractured in several, several yeah. mirrors. It's another blonde who's Cece Drake, and Cece says, well, we don't just look alike, we think alike, too. Which is bonkers. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they share souls and swap them occasionally. Yeah, personalities, you mean. Allie's like, uh, I think souls. Okay. Yeah. Allie what says... Are they gingers? Yes. You took a big risk coming here, Cece says. I didn't have a choice, Allison. You asked for my help in Ravenswood. Now I need yours. Allison face. Allison nods. Uh, back to Holbrook, using website page. The research fits here. Uh, I thought it was funny. We see a website where there's a picture of Spencer with Fitz and two other teachers receiving the Golden Orchid Award. It's back one. season one, right? Yeah, season one where she sold, plagiarized yesterday and stole it from Melissa. Yeah. Getting the Golden Orchid there. Uh, another page where it's like society snapshots. And it's an article on the Fitzgerald family. And well, Holbrook's Fitzgerald like, family makes a splash at the Osgood Gala from season three. And Holbrook says, so Fitz is a Fitzgerald. No, that was terrible. But he says, so Fitz is a Fitzgerald. And he leans back, wondering what the fuck this has to do with anything. Well, he leans back. Like, like this is like the trope from, like, I don't even know, like, All the President's Men or something. <laughs> where it's like, this is the missing Follow piece the money. that pulls the whole puzzle together. Yeah. That's the only thing missing here is, like, a uh, parking garage scene. Uh, oh, yeah. So we cut to a diner. You see that on the sign that's open 24 hours. And inside we see that Allison and Cece are sitting on one side of the table across from No Con. No Con. 
And Allie's like, are you sure this is going to work? Cece says, it has to. I don't have another choice. This is and a... then huh. Noel Khan slides an envelope over Fuck. to Cece. Fuck yeah, he does. Full of, you know, documents. Well, then in all seriousness, he says, we should be okay if we do this today. Cops are still looking in Philadelphia. Uh, this is the first time I believe that Cece and Noel have been together since the Khan game. I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Cece goes through the documents in the envelope and looks over at Allison. Don't we need a whole episode that's like from Noel Khan's perspective? Yes. Like what? What? What the fuck are you up to, Nolcon? What well, secrets that, do you have? That was always one of the cool things about the format of Lost. Was yeah, you know, yeah. introduced a new character. You could do the flashbacks where you saw like, like Nikki and Paolo's reaction to Jack's lived together. Oh, yeah, it was like the other forty-eight days, that kind of thing. Yeah, but I mean, just imagine what some of these characters like. Again, like we've talked about in the show since we started doing this podcast. What the fuck do these people actually think when they look at the liars <laughs> or Allison? Um, well, it's like we need the Mona episode. Oh my God, do we ever? Um, so you know, Cece asks Allison if she's having second thoughts. Allison says no. She says, "Oh, because Ellie's Ellie's looking a little sad." Yeah, she's like, "I just realized this might be the last time that I see you." And Cece's like, "Well, don't be so dramatic, Allie. You know us. We always find a way back to each other." And then Ocon, winning all the awards, says, "Is this the part where you guys kiss?" <laughs> oh yeah, and they both just glare at him. And he's like, I "Had to ask." I mean. He's kind of a pig, but who says that? We always find a way back to each other. That's not how we end the podcast every episode. Um, I mean, what are you, what are you guys? Uh, uh, what's the term they used in the His Dark Material series for their their pets? Their oh, daemons? Uh, are you yeah, guys like each other's daemons? What's I, going on? I'd you say always find your way back to each other. I can't pronounce it right, but I'd say there's a healthy dose of uh, folia do uh, at a play here, but there's like a lot more people involved in this madness. Um, so. You know, Allison tells Cece that she better get going. They all get up. Cece and Allison, like, hug each other goodbye. They do that thing where they like, kind of hold each other and rock a long hug, forth. yeah. Yeah. Cece says, thank you. And Allison says, you did the same for me. Um, Would you? Well, I think you could make the argument that Cece's done quite a bit more. Um, well, Allie's getting rid of Cece here, is what it seems like. Yeah, yeah. Because she's a liability, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Noel joins out. But she's a liability who could be useful again in the future. Yeah, so Cece leaves the cafe, and Nolan and Allie just kind of watch her go in the cafe. Yeah. So, and then Nolan and Cece go into the bathroom together. Or Nolan and Allison go in the bathroom together before Allison goes back to the... Nolan has secrets, too. Yeah. So in the hospital waiting room, Arya wakes up. She looks around. Sean is gone. Arya kind of jumps up. She goes over to the nurse's desk and asks if Ezra fits out of surgery. The nurse says that he's in recovery, and Arya sighs of relief. She's very deep sigh. looks a little hopeful. And she walks over to Ezra's room... And sees that Shauna is by his bedside. She's like, what are you doing here? You said he'd wake me up. And Shauna's like, he's still unconscious, but he's stable. Ezra's out of it. He's got an oxygen mask on. Arya watches, like, sleeping Ezra. Then Ezra's <laughs> eyes Ezra. start to flutter and, like, slowly open. It's like as Sleeping if... Beauty, but with fits. <laughs> well, it's like his eyes start to flutter and open as if he's been awoken by true love. Mm-hmm. And Arya's just like, Ezra. Ezra looks up at Shauna. He starts mumbling. And well, mumbling. he looks up at him and, like... The heart rate monitor starts beeping faster, and his breath's getting like ragged, and he starts to like shake. Mm. And Shauna starts backing away, nervous. And Arya runs to the door. She's like, "Help! Help! Help! We need some help in here! Hurry!" Also, and Ezra's room is B one twenty three. It totally should have been B twenty six. That would have been hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Shauna just books it. Uh, a bunch of doctors and nurses rush in to help Ezra, and one of them kind of pulls Arya out of there. And on the PA, we hear code blue B one twenty three. And they close the doors to work on Ezra as Arya just stands outside helpless. 
Lester Ezra dies, guys. Everything okay. happens. Just R.A.P.S., right? Yeah. So on the stage, we see that Spencer's still sleeping. Uh, the door opens. Allison's returning. She's sneaking back in. Allison walks past Spencer's like sleeping form, and then we hear Emily say, where have you been? And Emily's Allison, in the chair that Allison was in. Yeah. Which I think is interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Oh. And Allie's like, Em, please don't wake the others. And Emily says, we're all in this together, Allie. At least that's what we thought. And Allie, like, crouches down next to Emily. Like, she's almost pleading. She's like, there are some things that you don't need to know about him, okay? It's better that way. And Emily's like, that's not good. That's not a good enough answer. And Allie, like, looks over at Spencer as she, like, shifts around in her sleep. And she grabs Allie's hand. She's like, come on. She leads her off the stage. Past sleeping Hannah, yeah. Um, so in the room where Mona is, possibly, like, an abandoned restaurant or something, Mona is addressing troops. Mona's, Mona's hoard, holding court with a bunch of randoms and yeah. Lucas and Paige. Paige, what are you doing there? You old so-and-so. <laughs> and uh, Mona says, some of you may know each other, some of you may not, but I picked you because we all have one thing in common, and that's Allison De Laurentiis. Mm-hmm. When Allison was here, I wasn't Mona. I was loser Mona. Who are you, Lucas? Lucas just sighs, and he's like, Hermie. Mm-hmm. And Mona's like, hmm, how about you, Paige? And Paige just is like sullen. She's not, she's not going to answer that. And Mona says, I can say it if you won't, if you don't want to. She calls you pigskin. And then, like, some other people chime in. Like, one bro is like, I was pussface. And then the guy's like, I was newt. <laughs> Another girl just says, Les. And the girl says, Horror. <laughs> Those are all great names, Allie. These are not the greatest fucking names ever. Allie's just like, Pussface, Newt, Les, Horror. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I feel like. You could have loser a, Mona. Yeah, that works. I feel like you could have a comatose bully who could come up with better <laughs> crushing names than these. Oh, it should be mentioned. Some of the the randoms here are these like two twins with bangs. Cindy we'll and Mindy. S- Cindy and Mindy. We'll be seeing more of them. Yeah. Um. So Paige says, but you weren't those people. That's just what she called you, not who you are. Sticks and stones, Mona. I'm not afraid of her anymore. And Mona says, well, maybe you should be. She's not even back yet, and she found a way to break up you and Emily. Nice one. Ooh, man, getting, stick the getting, knife in Mona. Getting where it hurts, yeah. And Mona says, there's no way Allie's going to let you guys be a couple. And Paige is like, exactly what is it you want us to do? And then and, General Patton, I mean, Mona, says, I want us to stick together. There's strength in numbers. The bigger we are, the harder she falls. So some of them agree. Oh, they're all like murmuring amongst themselves. Uh, Paige says she just thinks she wants to be part of this. She gets up, she heads to the door. And Mona's like, I can't protect you if you're not with us. Paige pauses for a moment, then continues on the door. She opens it, and there's Melissa Hastings. Oh, Melissa is like, Melissa was just walking in. Well, I she glares at Paige and moves past her. I believe it was written online somewhere that Melissa has her bitch face on so hard oh, yeah. that it looks like she's about to cry. What oh yeah, her bitch, her bitch face is like molded like steel, and she just like this very brief flash of recognition for Paige, and then she just walks right past her. Yeah, and walks in and addresses the group and says, "We don't have much time." Oh shit! And Mona just smiles at this, and Paige. She closes the door now. She's not going to leave after all. This this has piqued her this, curiosity. This has just gotten juicy. Mona is building an army. Mm-hmm. To what purpose? And Mona, we trusted. Uh, she's going to fight Voldemort. I mean, Allison. Uh, in the dressing room, 
Emily and Allison are having a heart-to-heart. Allison says that Ezra was paying Cece for information. That's why she was in Ravenswood. Emily's like, so she was never really red coat? Allison says, no, I asked her to wear that to distract A so I could turn off the saw. Well, so there are three red coats? Apparently. Allie was a red coat. Cece was a red coat, but then there was another red coat. Well, there was like the red coat. Unless Allie was evil red coat, too. Well, there was like the or red Cece coat who wore the Emily mask and the, the guilty sign in that video of Tanner and Emily, you yeah. know? Well, Cece being like a triple agent, that's a popular theory among some of our listeners. Um, Yeah, not only, but still this whole bit of animation here is not only is it a nice callback to that episode, it's a nice callback to a former like Norman Buckley episode too, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, So Allison says, you know, A, put you in that box, M, not Cece. She helped me save your life. So Emily asks, why does it have to be a secret? Why can't Allison tell the other girls? And Allison says, Cece killed a cop, Em, and part of why she did that was for me. So she means Wilden. I mean, she doesn't explicitly say it, but yeah, I, I remember when this episode aired, they were like, you're going to find out who killed Wilden, and this is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like Twist, Officer Barry's dead. Mm-hmm. So he's very much alive. And she said, look, if she gets busted boarding that plane, my face is on the passport. That makes me an accessory. Now you know about it, so that makes you one, too. And she kind of puts her hand on like Emily's thigh oh, there yeah. to really sell it. Hashtag yeah. Emerson. You guys have done so much for me. You do not need to go out on a limb for Cece. I will take the fall for it alone if it comes to it. Oh, so selfless. Yeah. Well, so that's some interesting info. So Cece was theoretically an, an ally of Allie all along, mm. um, helping out Allie, working on the inside. So who knows what was going on she- with that whole four other she-devils. Yeah, what what is up with that? Her friend who thought that Cece hated the liars in Alley. Yeah. Um, what exactly happened at the lodge? Because Cece was the one who killed Wilden, so she wasn't at the lodge. So who was? Was were there two red coats there? Kind of seemed like there were, maybe not. Well, especially since Allison only pulled out Hannah. We'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then Spencer and Hannah walk in, and Allie, Allie and Emily stand up, and Hannah says, "Hey, uh, Ari's on the phone. We can't hear her." And she noticed, like, Emily and Allie are both acting a little sketchy here. And Allie's like, tell her to call on the house line. So Hannah texts Arya. Uh, back at the RPD, Holbrook pulls up a website page for the Fitzgerald Theater. And he sees on the, the location page, there's, like, a phone number and some contact info. Mm. And then we go back to the theater. There's going to be a lot of quick cut in here. Yeah. Hannah's on, or I'm sorry, uh, Arya. Right. No, who's on the landline? I think Ari is, is Allie Allison, on the landline? Allison's on the landline. Allie's on the landline. Yeah. One of those blonde chicks is on the landline. Aria says, Ezra made it through surgery, but I haven't been able to. And then she checks her phone and it says, call failed. And it cut off. She's like, damn it. And you see, she looks back. Shauna's like pacing behind her in the background. And Allie, back at the theater, she shrugs and hangs up. And then immediately the phone rings again. And so Allie answers. She's like, hello, can you hear me? And a voice says, hello? And then we cut to Holbrook on the phone in his office, and he says, Allison? And she says nothing. And Holbrook, like, stands up, like, anxious, like, he, he's got a fish on the hook. And Allie just, like, hangs up. She looks terrified. And it's like, did she recognize that voice, or is she just scared because they asked for her? Mm. Tears in her eyes, panic face. Lots, like, lots of theories about whether or not she recognized the voice. Yeah, so she's like, what is it? And hashtag Allison face. So yeah. after the commercial. Well, uh, she looks like she could cry. Yeah, yeah. After the commercial, Rosa, you know, police department HQ, Holbrook's on the phone. He's telling the NYPD that they need to send cops to the Fitzgerald Theater. He gives them the address. He says there's a 1020 on Allison Dealer. West 44th Street. Yeah. 
Um, so hospital waiting room, Arya's like dialing. She's like waiting for her, her ladies to pick up. Backstage, the phone is just ringing there at the theater. Allison's well, staring at it. It's that nice scene where they just let it ring and it's like each ring is so ominous. Well, yeah, the way it's shot is so brilliantly terrifying. Just the phone itself is scaring the fuck out of these girls. By the way, do you happen to see the poster for the play that's, uh, I don't know if this is a current play or an old play, but Misunderstood is one of the, like, M-I-S-S, Misunderstood is one of the nice. plays nice. at the Fitzgerald. Nice. Oh, those PLL set design guys, they have a good time. Oh, yeah. They have a real good time. Yeah, so this phone just keeps ringing. Arya finally hangs up frustrated. Lyra's just like, let it stop. Mm. And then Arya looks up and she sees a cop just leaving Ezra's room. And so she kind of walks over, looks in. No one's here except for Ezra. So she walks in and looks at him, takes his hand. He's starting to wake up. and she's True like, love. Hey, you're going to be okay. Even though I was really pissed at you the last time I saw you. Mm. Uh, and he looks past her and he kind of like, he's like nodding. She's like, what is it? Back at the theater, like shit's still really tense from that phone call, and Emily's like, "Did you recognize the voice?" Emily says, "No, maybe she's lying, maybe she's not." And Spencer's like, "Okay, we can't wait for Ezra to tell us who A is. We have to get back to the airport. You can still use that passport that and that ticket that Noel gave you, right?" Emily's like, "I don't have it anymore." And he's like, "What?" Back to the hospital. Ezra pulls off his oxygen mask so he can speak. Arya leans down close and he whispers something in her ear. Oh, and then Lucy Hale's anime eyes go even bigger and inflated. Yeah, super wide, like with shock. Yeah, she runs off. She scans the waiting room like, oh, shit, whatever she sees or doesn't see. Well, she's like looking around in a panic. She's not seen something. What she's looking for. Yeah, backstage, uh, we cut to Allison's like, I gave my I gave away my get out of town free card to someone who needed it more than I did. And Hannah's like, Allie, who needs more hope than you do right now? Allison does, says it doesn't matter. You know, Spencer's like, well, it does to us. Look, Allie, either you trust us or you don't. And Hannah's like, no more secrets, Allie. You were wrong before. They didn't keep us together, which I call back to the pilot. <laughs> oh, I love that. The last yeah. episode. Um, they didn't keep us together. That's like, this is a long, long point of contention between the liars and Allison. Yeah. They're yeah. just like, you really fucked us up. You know that? Yeah. I mean, we're better now, but not necessarily because of, yeah. because of you. Anyway, Emily says, you know, look, we can argue about this in the cab. We should grab our stuff and go. So they run on stage. They're all screaming that they have to hurry, hurry, hurry. Well, Hannah, it's like, I love the way she, like, she gives Allison, like, one last, like, massive, like, attitude look and then finally turns the run. So they but, run yeah. on stage. And then as they're grabbing their stuff, all the lights go out on stage, except for, like, the, just a couple of the There's background lights. There's, like, a very small, like, back, backlight on. Is quite theatrical, if you think about it. Oh, yes. It's very spooky. Uh, this great. is the other like total screen two moment here. Well, great shot of all the girls like silhouetted. Yeah, I love the Jerry O'Connell like uh, cameo here. <laughs> um, just when the lights come back on the stage. Well, Emily's like, "Who's out there?" Yeah, because that's what Emily does whenever she hears a noise or a twig snapping. <laughs> yeah, you ask. Yeah, and the, yeah. The lights come back on, but it's like it's like the performance lights. Like these yeah. are the lights for the actual play, where it's just the stage is lit up uh, yeah. with like backlights and key lights and all that. And they all stand in silence, uh, and then a hoodie approaches from the shadows. The hoodie raises the gun, and they walk into the light, and it's Shauna. What? What? The liars all back away in surprise. Now, did you, did you think it was gonna be Shauna? Um, only because of her sketchy attitude, like when she was in the room with Ezra. Well, let me ask you this. Before this episode, did you think Shauna was gonna be A? No. No. Which, I almost feel like the the showrunners did too good of a job of disguising it to the point where it felt flimsy. 
It well, was like, yeah, I guess. But I think also there's going to be further discussion about this. Yeah, say, we'll, in the we'll next get few to episodes. that. Yeah, but, yeah, um, but the reveal, like, it, it, it's like they, they disguise it so much that it almost like it didn't have any impact. You know, and Shauna was never a major enough character like well, that's Mona a, that's was. The biggest problem is that it's Shauna. Uh, yeah, you're just like, you know, know. I mean, it like, wasn't like, like Mona where like like you'd really gotten to like Mona, I think, by the yeah. The end well, there. they they did it, yeah, they especially made sure to ramp her up at the end of season two. Mm-hmm. You know, give her presence. I mean, the only person less interesting as a reveal right now would have been maybe like Lucas or like Roma Mafia or something you know yeah yeah like it was like it was it was so unexpected that it didn't have the punch that someone like Mona being revealed was but you know it, they've got 7 seasons to work with i i think you got to have these every once in a while just well, to I believe, keep the ball wasn't rolling wasn't that wasn't that announced though the day that this episode premiered yeah yeah right around then they were like by the way season 6 and 7 like confirmed so, like, you're watching this episode, and you're like, there's so many things, like, what the fuck, what the fuck, what the yeah. fuck? And then this happens, and you're like, wait a minute, not only is this the season five premiere, <laughs> there's two more seasons after this. What is happening here? My mind is rocked. Um, so, Shauna has a gun that she's pointing at them. This is the gun that she took out of Arya's coat. That was the slide. Very hand. subtly, yes. And we can presume that connecting the dots that Ezra found them because he was following Shauna from Georgia. Which is why he flipped out when he woke up and saw her in the hospital. Right. So Shauna says, uh, because, you know, she has to state the obvious, couldn't have picked a better place to end your story. Um, Allie's like, Shauna? Shauna? Oh, it should also be mentioned. So someone, some some person, knocked out Shauna and told her to get the fuck out of town. So perhaps there are multiple dark actors working. Yes. Something to ponder, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, Shauna says that she thought that she had locked them all together at the lodge. And Shauna says, but I guess you relate to the party, Allison. And so then, much for fighting fire with fire. Oh, yeah. man. Shauna's really pouring it on here. Yeah. And Hannah's like, put the gun down, Shauna. This man, is Hannah's she... last chance, mind you, to get Shauna to, che- Shauna to check her out. <laughs> yeah. Shauna's like, get back, Spencer. Get back. Because uh, I, I do like Spencer kind of moves over and she's grabbed Allie's hand and is kind of standing in front of her, like shielding her. Well, it's interesting. She's to... basically not giving Shauna a clean shot. Yeah. She's not necessarily like standing completely in front of Allison, but she's making it not a not a clean shot. Well it's a nice move for Spencer because I I still feel like Spencer and Allie, like they kinda, you know, discussed their differences in the last episode, but they haven't really hugged it out yet. Well I think you could still say that Spencer probably like Arya, as you mentioned in the last episode, views Allison a little more even for who she really is, which is maybe mm-hmm. not the greatest person. And while she has a lot of issues with Allison, she still fucking hates A more. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I feel like we're we haven't yet gotten a, a true burying of the hatchet between Spencer and Allie. Right, true, true, true. Uh, but she is still kind of sh- body shielding her right now. Yeah. Uh, and Shauna's telling her to get back and Allie's like, I trusted you, Shauna. And Shauna says, you told me once the only way to trust someone was to not ask too many questions. That's fair. And then you sent me to Rosewood to ask questions. That's a good line. Move. And Ellie kind of pulls away from Spencer and she's like, Shauna, why? Why would you turn on me like this? Shauna's like, I've got so many answers from all the people you hurt. Your own mother is afraid of you. That's not bad. And Ellie's like, okay, Ellie's. And Shauna's like, get back and points again at Emily. And Ellie's like, Ellie's made mistakes, okay, Shauna. But what makes you better? And Hannah's like, you're sick, Shauna, like Mona was. We can get you help. Like, I like how Hannah just, like, relates it all to Mona being A. She's yeah. like, I've dealt with this. Yeah. And Shauna's like, I'm not Mona. This isn't a game. Isn't it, though, Shauna? Mm-hmm. If it's not a game, you're playing it wrong. 
Yeah. And Spencer's like, so what is it? And Sean is like, justice. Which just, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Spencer's like, for who? And Allie's like, Jenna, you fell in love with her. And Sean's like, you have no idea who she is. <laughs> which sounds ominous. Mm-hmm. And he says, we, we never meant. And Sean's like, get back or I'll blow your head off. And she says, what did you call it once, Allie? A happy accident? LOL. <laughs> uh, Jenna, Jenna gets blinded. Victimless crime. Allie says, Jenna thing doesn't love you, Shauna. She's playing you. That's what she does. Uh, and Shauna says, no, that's what you do. Nice, like, kind of two sides of the same coin thing here with Allie and Jenna. Yeah. And uh, Spencer's like, so what? She's the mastermind and you're the henchman? Well, I love that Spencer's like, she's just going to, like, pee on, like, Shauna's moment here. Spencer's like, I, I, I still have, like, a lot of questions and, and, like, dots I need connecting. So if you don't mind, I'm going to just... Start asking questions. Yeah, so then we see that Arya is quietly sneaking onto the stage behind Shauna. <laughs> She's grabbing Chekhov's sawed-off shotgun from oh, earlier. Oh, yeah. So basically, you can just telegraph Bruce Campbell's lines from Army of Darkness into this, but with, you know, Lucy Hale and a shotgun. Arya's like, good, bad. I'm the liar with a gun. This is my boomstick. Shauna says, Jenna doesn't even know I'm here, and she'll never know. And Arya is kind of approaching Shauna from behind, gun raised, and Shauna says, and once I'm done with you, she can finally get back to her life. And Shauna's like, she's really facing down Allie with the gun now. Allie's just like terrified. It's like she could shoot at any moment. And then Arya says, hey, Shauna! And Arya uses the shotgun to like, she like bashes Shauna's gun arm like up well, into the air. Shauna like turns around to face mm-hmm. her. Yeah, well, did she bash her gun arm or did she actually hit her in the face? Uh, she might get like the chin a little bit, but she okay. kind of, she kind of like, even though she has the barrel of the gun out, she like flips it around and uses like the butt of it to bash the gun arm up. And, uh, the gun like fires into the lights above them and glass rains down. Glass in all the liar's hair. Girls and like duck and scream. Yeah. Yeah. Emily, good call back to Emily. Yeah. Aria. Oh yeah. I'm sure Emily, there's like a scream there. I'm pretty sure that was Emily. Yeah. The glass she, in my hair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, then Aria, well, that'd be a great post in her lifestyle blog. About how to you know make that look right. Um. So then Arya then hits Sean with the shotgun again. Well, Shana she like f- kind of bashes her with the butt of the shotgun right, right to the face. Well, I love it too because as she was approaching her, she had the the gun pointed at her like Elmer Fudd hunting for <laughs> rabbits. You know, I be- think we. I feel like I I, I kind of wonder did they intend for there to be like shells in the gun, but like they were like no, this would be like too weird if Arya like blew this chick's head off and like primetime TV. Like so, we have to like change oh, it up. Just imagine, like the uh, the you're behind Shauna, or like a good chunk of her head is oh, missing, God. and you yeah. can see through that spot where there's just Arya's like determined face. No, oh, I Jesus. think I'm, I was watching that moment, thinking like Arya, don't threaten her with the gun. There's no bullets, and they're not gonna have a live you know gun <laughs> no, on she stage. Just bashes her in the yeah, face she, with it. Yeah, she basically pistol whips her. A shotgun well, whips Shauna her. goes flying off the stage and Into lands pit. Yeah. very awkwardly into the orchestra pit and. It kind of looks like she may have bashed her head. There's a bunch of music stands down there. And yeah. it looks like her head may have like just like totally clanked right on the back of the head on one of them as she goes down. Because she hits the ground not moving. Because, uh, I mean, ultimately, like, what was this? Maybe like a seven or eight foot drop? Yeah, or something. Well, so so she, girls... she had to hit something just right to do some damage to her head there. Yeah, she drops the gun. All the girls rush to the edge of the stage and look down. This is both... Basically, like, uh, similar to the shot of the girls, like, looking into the trunk, you know, at the end of season three. Oh, and Scream 2. Yeah, and, and basically Scream 2, you know. All you needed was, like, Nev Campbell to, like, walk on and, like, shoot Shauna in the forehead. Yeah. And Shauna, you see Shauna's lying down there motionless, eyes open. And blood is, like, pooling from under her head. 
Was but it? I think she like she hit something and like she she poked a right through the skull there. Good night, Shauna. Uh, mm-hmm. Spencer immediately goes to Arya and starts comforting her, like like you know, holding her, che- looking you know, over like, at Killer Arya. Yeah, yeah. Emily jumps down, check on the body. Allison's comforted by Hannah. Allison's like checks- burying her head in Hannah's shoulder. Yeah, Emily checks like Shauna's pulse and then pulls her hand back like immediately, like she's dead. Well, because Arya- uh, no, I, I like what 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 happens there. I think because Emily goes down to check her pulse and there isn't one. And it, it isn't like she suddenly realizes that Sean is dead, and then she yanks her hand away. She's like, oh, shit, I'm touching a dead body. You know? Yeah. So and, Arya, she's, and she looks out, and she's like, she's dead. Yeah, Arya, like, walks off, freaking out. Spencer immediately comes to her, and basically is going to put her in the right frame of mind. <laughs> she's like, you did what you had to do, okay? Like, Arya's, like, processing this. Arya's like, eyes are, like, so wide and surprised. She's got you, a taste for human blood now. You can just see the ones and zeros passing for in front of her as she comp- computes this. And then, Arya's uh, just like, I'm a killer. I'm a killer. I'm a killer. It feels good. Yeah. Uh, Emily comes running over and she's like, Spencer's right. She would have killed all of us. And Arya's just like, it really is over. It's <laughs> over. Do you think it's really over? No, it's season five premiere. Well, somebody else like uh, knocked Sean out and put her in her car. So there's some other person, some other agent of chaos doing I... things. Perhaps that was the relay saying, get the fuck out of town. I think you, we have a lot. You pretend a talk about yeah you, mm-hmm. you can go ahead ba just do it out of town yeah. don't don't spoil my rosewood game i've got a good thing going here um yeah so spencer and emily like hug aria emily looks over at all of them and she's just like let's go home allison looks over at shauna's dead body and she's like we can't just leave her here so spencer pulls out the burner phone and calls somebody and into the phone she says there's been an accident so yeah. we cut to the airport where CC is in line to get on a plane. The Edith PF song from Inception is playing. I believe it's called No Regrets. Oh, yeah. I totally have Inception music is playing. She's got on big sunglasses, a dark wig, a giant hat. She looks like evil Carmen San, San Diego. Yeah. Got the huge uh, sunglasses and hat on. She looks like, I don't know, like there should be like in the, the airport security handbook. Mm. This is somebody who's yeah. clearly on well, like. She has like a black coat with like fur lined collar and everything. Yeah. Uh, she's in, in line to like, right. She's right at the gate. Uh, yeah. and we hear the PA is calling like final boarding non stop flight to Paris. CC hands her ticket over and her passport over to the lady at the gate. And we see the passport is for Vivian Darkbloom with Allison's picture. And the lady's like, welcome aboard, Miss Darkbloom. And CC says, merci. She takes the passport back. She says something else in French. I don't know. Could you get the translation on that? I couldn't find it anywhere. I, I, I couldn't get it. Took two years of French in high school. I had no idea what she said. Mm. Probably something vaguely like sinister and smarmy. So did, uh, you know, Spencer and Emily and Allison. Maybe there's a twist there. Mm-hmm. They all took French in high school. Yes, he says something else. Then she heads for the plane, takes off her glasses. Uh like she's one we then cut to the theater it's kind of a variation on the a tag the theater's empty now so kind of an a tag yeah cops show up with flashlights guns drawn they eventually find the it takes them body. a while but because the camera cuts over to shauna and it like kind of slowly pulls back in this overhead shot of like shauna lying there lifeless like in a pool of her blood yeah eventually the cops get there and shine the light on shauna to find shauna the lifeless body dead shauna. dead shauna well i love it this is the end of the episode yeah. So for most people, I think they have to be thinking like, "I'm going to tune into episode two because where What's the hell it about? Did go? Where yeah. the hell did you go after this? A's dead. What's the show like? What's going on? I mean, the show has basically they've just pushed Emperor Palpatine down like the pit. Darth Vader has just been burned alive by Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. But there's like three more seasons ahead of this. 
Yeah, what a fun episode. And uh, I, I think you need, you know, they were they had three seasons or three, yeah, about three seasons ago now. Mm. So they needed to they needed an interlude where they kind of shel- serve up an A for us, perhaps not finally. And now we're just gonna see what happens. Like all this shit has been stirred up, and even without A around, what are the liars gonna do with each other? Well, uh, how do they? How does Allie integrate back into their lies now? Exactly. It's She's finally like, over, but is it really? <laughs> everyone is probably assuming, like, well, is she going to come back to Rosewood? Why wouldn't she? She's alive. What do the they rest of the world. tell people? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, spoiler, you're going to find out in the next episode. Indeed. So that was a very fun episode directed by our uh, friend Norman Buckley there. The next episode is called Whirly Girly. And as the wiki loads here, you can see it's written by Oliver Goldstick, directed by Joanna Kearns. Hmm. And that episode is coming up next. Uh, any final thoughts? Just fucking love this episode. Love season five. Season five, it just... So excited to finally be here. <laughs> yeah. Getting closer to actually being caught up in real time with the show. Oh man, not doing two of these a week. That sounds like a miracle. Um, not that we haven't been enjoying it, but, uh, I feel like I'm slowly getting carpal tunnel from all the notes I take. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, the, I wish we could at times show like our notes <laughs> as, as was suggested in the past, just because it's, it's fascinating. But yeah, this show is, it's a, it's literally a brave new world on PLO where we go from here. Oh yeah. I love this season. This season, it just, it feels like the show levels up again. It, it goes in these new and interesting places. Also. You know, I, I don't, I don't want to spoil it, but just because you teased up properly, like wherever you thought Toby's hair was gonna go, Spencer, it's so much worse than you ever imagined. Yeah, yeah. Think, if you're scared of Toby's hair, think Dawson's right Creek. Now, you're not scared enough. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll be back next time to talk all about Whirly Girly. Uh, if you want to chat with us, good way to do that is on Twitter. We are at Bros Watch PLL Two. We always enjoy talking to people online posting funny screen caps and whatnot so you can check us out there go ahead and be our friend yeah uh you can also leave a comment on our website page if you want to kind of leave a longer comment about a specific episode that's broswatchpll2.com uh thanks to amanda she left us a funny comment today about s4e24 um which i can pull up right now uh, I really liked her comment where, like, when, when Nerdy Mona pulled up to ask Allie if she's okay at the, towards the end of the last episode, Allie should have just been like, not great, Mona. Nice. Just like Pete Campbell. Nice. <laughs> Anyways, we're all very confused as to what, what the hell's going on with Nolcon. He's got secrets too, guys. Yeah, so that's another way you can talk to us. If you like the podcast, feel free to leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, find us there and give us a rating and a review. And uh, I think that's about it. Do you, do you update the Tumblr? Every once in a while, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we just put up a new picture of Arya and her madness hmm. recently. I don't understand Tumblr. I'll be honest. It doesn't understand you. I know. Marco runs Tumblr because I, I don't I don't understand it. I think I'm too old. All right. Well, uh, we'll be back next time. And until then, have a good one. Mm-hmm. Bye bye.